Welcome to the Julian and GK podcast. And it's Joe. Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Julian and GK podcast. We back, baby. Uh, I'm Julian, and of course, uh, this is my main man, GK. How you been doing, GK? I'm good. Wagwan world. <laughs> Yeah, man. Like, uh, you know, we're still in these times, these Corona times, but, uh, you know, we're still trucking along. We're still trying to bring you some of that podcast heat, give you, uh, and I think that uh, this week's episode is a, a pretty good one. I think uh, this is uh, something that people can sink their teeth into that we'll have a variety of opinions about. Uh, this week, we're focusing on is marriage really necessary in this day and age? Like, is marriage still the goal the way that it used to be uh what, what are your uh general thoughts about this topic we're going to talk about today gk man this is your baby right here this is your topic yes. so i was i was very surprised to read this text with this idea yes. and yeah thank you for tuning in this is going to be part one because this topic is just too juicy to just keep it in one episode you know because this is something that we've all thought about and i think it's a good time to openly discuss something like that especially with the kind of year we've all had you know what I mean, yeah, so definitely, yeah. So yeah. why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah, especially with this uh, year that we're having, I feel like this topic is especially um, topical at this point because there's a lot of people at this point in time that are breaking up. Because when you're in a quarantine with someone and you literally cannot escape them, I feel like this kind of brings out uh, which relationships are built to last and which ones were just kind of built on convenience. Bro, facts on facts. <laughs> And just to remind y'all, we bring this all to talk about it live. We do it live. We don't go over our, our thoughts beforehand. No. So just like we literally just we might have like some bullet points and stuff in our head, but we just go off off of the dough. There's no practice with this, which is like I'm sure that you've you've been able to tell that by some of our other podcasts, because we kind of just like think on the spot. So this right. so we have no idea what each other is going to say about this topic. And I think that's better that way because it'll be a legit conversation, really finding out each other's thoughts about this as we go along. Real talk. But you know what? I think for this episode, mm -hmm. let's flip it a little bit. I think you should answer the question first. Since okay. you are the since you are the married one. Yes, yes. You know so what I, mean? I, I uh I will gladly answer this first. So when it comes to uh is marriage necessary anymore? The end all be all and, and should it be? Um, my answer and my response, uh, which may be a bit surprising uh, considering that I'm, I'm married and I'm happily married and uh, I'm hopefully will stay married for the rest of my life if Jen doesn't eventually get sick of me or kill me. Um, my my <laughs> answer is, I, no, I, I don't think that marriage is necessary. I don't think that it's the end all be all. I feel like it's... Uh, it's not what's necessary for everyone the way that it used to be for a variety of reasons. I think that a lot of times marriage was like a contract of convenience back in the days, especially when you look at like uh, women, especially did not have the, the same type of rights that they have now. I mean, it was literally like women would have to uh, get a note from their husband to do certain things. They didn't have the right to vote. They were not getting, I mean, they still don't get uh, paid the wage that they're supposed to be getting paid. But especially back then, if they did get jobs, uh, they were getting like barely paid anything. So I felt like a lot of marriages back in the day were just marriages of convenience. It was, okay, um, like I am a woman, I need to survive. This man over here is okay. <laughs> I don't think he's great. He's kind of boring, but he has a good job. And he'll provide for me. 
And so I could be able to go on with my life. And there's a lot of, uh, you know, people from that old school that grew up with that mentality of you find a husband that's going to take care of you. But I think now we live in an age of more independent women who realize I don't need a man to take care of me. I can take care of myself. And because of that, it's um, I think that's why marriage rates have declined, because the reason that I, I, I thought of this topic was I was reading an article that's saying that marriage rates are at its lowest in history since it's been recorded. And I just thought that it would be an interesting topic to talk about why we think marriage rates are so low now. So, yeah, that's my opinion. I don't think that marriage is necessary or essential the way that it used to be. Uh, what are your thoughts about it, GK? Oh, wow. I was... I was not expecting that from a happily married man. <laughs> yes. I'll probably get in trouble for, for saying that, but it's the truth. That's how I truly feel. Well, you know, we, we keep it a hundred here. You know I mean? That's, that's what we do. Unique authenticity is what we do. So yes. yeah. Then enlighten the people, man. Then why did you do it? I mean, don't worry. I'm not avoiding the question. I'm going to go in, <laughs> but yeah, man, if that's your stance, then yeah. Then inquiring minds would want to know, why would you do it? Tell the people as a happily married man why you are happily married, despite your overall general feeling that marriage ain't exactly ain't necessarily the move for yeah, everybody. So, so the, the funny part about that is, is that this is how I've always felt. This is not some new epiphany, whatever. Since I was young, uh, I always thought that marriage was kind of silly. I was like, I felt like people just got married just to say they got married. I would see a lot of married couples that just did not seem happy with each other. And I felt like they were just married uh, based on convenience or based off of, oh, well, we've been together this long. We might as well. And I was like, that's whack. And that's a stupid reason to get married. And I had, you know, people in my life, like I have um, a half brothers who's uh, older than me. I had some cousins who were older than me and they were and they were single and they were living it up. And I was like, this is what I want to do when I get older. I don't want to be tied down. I want to be an eligible bachelor. I want to be able to go out um, and just like be with whoever I want, whatever I want, without having to answer to anybody. And that's the way to live. And then came this uh, caramel goddess to walk into my life <laughs> and just completely shatter all my thoughts and expectations about what my life was going to be in the future. You know, when I met Jen, and I tell her this all the time, it was like, I was instantly hooked on her. And that's never happened to me before because when I was younger, I, I was a hot thing. I had, I had it going on. <laughs> I like, you know, I had, I had, a, I had my ugly duckling period. And then when I turned 14, I had my growth spurt. I, I started to play sports. I got skinny. I was like six pack dad for one summer. So like that was my hot period. And I had my share of, you know, girlfriends, but she was the one from the moment I met her, I was like, there's something special about this girl. Like I couldn't stop thinking about her all the time. I was thinking about her because she was just like so funny and witty and smart. She was just so quick. It was like anytime we were hanging out like with our friends and someone would try to like say a joke on her or like mess with her, her comebacks were like, it was, it was like she, it was like she practiced it, but it wasn't practiced. It was just like off her head. And I was just like, this girl is just so smart and witty. And it's like, I, I was just stuck on her. And then we became friends and she friend zoned me for years. But when she finally gave me a chance, I was like, I'm not going to blow this. And I knew, I knew from the time we started dating, I was like, I'm going to marry this girl. And, and that was crazy to me because I never thought about marriage. But with her, I was like, I don't want to even like, entertain the possibility of her being with somebody else and not me because she needs to be with me and I need to be with her because we're just like a perfect fit for each other. 
So that's where my, like my personal feelings towards marriage, like started to change. But my overall feelings about marriage remained the same where I, because I truly feel, and I tell Jen this all the time, if I hadn't met Jen, I feel like I would have just been a bachelor forever because I never connected with somebody in that way. And there's many women I've met in my life who are beautiful and who are funny and who are smart and all that, but none of them had that combination that Jen had or where she was able to just like completely grab my heart and just like have a, a vice grip on it. So it's like, uh, that's where my feelings about marriage started to change personally. And I was like, no, I need to like, I want to marry this. I want to put it in writing. I want the world to know that this is my wife, like that this amazing woman is my wife, that she, for some reason that I still don't understand, chose to be with me when she had all these options. And 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 mind you, listeners, you might not see me. I'm a very light-skinned man. I'm like, I'm translucent. <laughs> I'm so like clear. And when, let me tell you that my wife is not a fan of light-skinned men. Even when we were friends, all her, her crushes, every guy she liked was a, was a dark-skinned chocolate mahogany brother that just had flawless skin. So for her to settle for my, my clear Casper the ghost-looking ass like is, is a blessing. So that's why I was like, I'm never going to blow this. She gave me a chance. I'm going to take the chance. I'm going to put a ring on it, and we're, we're going to be together forever. Wow. All right. We have a few things to unpack there. All right. Number one, <laughs> love Jen too, but Caramel Goddess. I mean, like that's, yes. that's real. That got me. Like yes. you, you just made it sound like a candy bar. Like <laughs> you basically just said like, yo, yo, she was a snack. Yo, she was FDA surgeon general warning approved. I read all the nutritional <laughs> facts and then I took a bite and boom. Um, yeah. But Number two, you're not that light skinned, bro. Like, can we be real about like you? you you're not. You're not in the. You're not in the Curry range. You're not in the Blake Griffin Curry range. Like that's that's I'm, light. That's I'm like light. Right there. Nah. I'm like, I'm like a, nah. I'm like a shade darker. Nah, man. Yeah, nah. Nah. You got. You got. You have more. You have more brown. Like you have more. You have more khaki in you. <laughs> you have more pleated khaki in you. I'm like more. Um, uh, old Navy clearance rack khaki. Oh. <laughs> yeah, man. More, 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 more peanut butter. You got more peanut butter. In. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, okay. We have to describe your shade. Let's be more accurate. <laughs> let's be very accurate. Uh, let's see. What, what is, what's my shade? You know, like when, like, I think you're, you're, you're darker than Drake. Cause Drake's half Jewish. Okay. I'm a little, I'm yeah, a little, yeah. You're darker than Drake. I'm a little darker than Drake. I'm, I'm basically right. the color of like, you know, when you find, you see like a brown paper bag, but like someone dropped it, it gets caught in the rain. And it just looks like a little, it's like half light and half darker. I'm the lighter part, like of when a, a, a paper bag gets caught in the rain. That's me. Like, I think that's like, or, uh, or like, you know, like uh, when you have like those old school Reeboks and they have like the gummy soles on the bottom, like that color, that's me. Like that's, that's pretty, that's a, a kind of description of my color for you dare uh, listeners who have not seen how light I am in real life. Yeah, we got to make this podcast visual sooner now because, like, we just threw everybody off with that. Yes, I feel like everyone now is like really pissed about. Like, do you remember the movie Powder of the dude that was like? <laughs> I feel like now, now the listeners think that I'm powder, like the way that I describe myself. I'm not that light, but I'm pretty light, people. So you'll see. We're gonna we're gonna eventually move this to a video format, and you'll be able to judge for yourselves how light I am. Yeah, man, I think COVID might have y'all's eyes bugging. I don't know, because you can't be that. Like, Jen will confirm this. He's not that light, Jen, for real. Like, you didn't. <laughs> she yeah. tries to tell me, she like, or like she likes to say, she's like, you're light in skin, but you're a Black Panther in your heart. And she said, that's what matters. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> I didn't know if that's a compliment, but I, I'll take it. 
sort of she says that like you know um, that that's a compliment to me that I'm very militaristic with my views on, on uh, certain things but uh yeah like she all the time for how light-skinned I am but for some reason she loves me <laughs> Hey, man, that's all it takes. I can't believe we never thought of this before. Yeah, yeah. somewhere along the way, we have to make like a definitive team light-skinned chart. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. starting with Blake Griffin mm. and then like move to Curry's and then like moving to, then moving to like Obama. Yes. You know, we gotta, we have to really make it definitive, yeah. like laminate. Yeah, we have to have like a whole chart. Yes, we have to make it. And when we have the, the video, uh, once we start doing video, we'll make a chart, we'll laminate it. Jen loves to laminate stuff, so that'll be a project for her. She'll be very, <laughs> she'll be very excited. And then we can like present it to the people, the official light skin to dark skin chart, so that you know exactly what range you fit in. Yeah, because once you laminate it, ain't no going back. Exactly. If once it's like that's once it. it's laminated, it's forever. All right, I nominate like a Dave E shade. I'm gonna go with that for okay. now. I'm like, I'm just yeah, I'm gonna throw it. We haven't um, it hasn't been fact checked yet. Yeah. But uh, Listen. it's got to pass Fox News, CNN, and Al Jazeera. <laughs> I'll take Dave e. and BBC. Because I'll take Davies because okay, cool. women love Davies. So if if I can get compared to Davies in any sort of way, I'll, I will take that comparison. Please do. Yes. Right, because I still have no comparisons. I'm still <laughs> like, I'm still working on that dude in karaoke. He asked me to sign his chest, saying I look like if Bruno Mars and Russell Wilson had a baby, and like. <laughs> but that is like a very accurate description. When you told me that, and I told Jen that, she literally laughed for about five minutes straight, and she said, "That's jerk. That's like that's literally." That, like Russell Wilson and Bruno Mars together is, is that makes GK. Yeah, but I, it used to be Will Smith and Bruno Mars. I thought that was more accurate. Unless you're like my boy who's a hater and he said, see, you look like either Bruno Mars went to the gym or The Rock forgot to go to the gym. <laughs> you look like The Rock during his walking tall period when he got like yeah, yeah. skinny for some reason because he thought that's what Hollywood wanted. They were like, nah, they want me to be big again. And then he got swole again. But yeah, you're The Rock during the walking tall period. Oh boy. All right. A lot to unpack there. <laughs> All right. Okay, fine. Then last question. Yes. Last question before I really go in. Okay. Because you know I'm going in. Yes. All right. All right. You were saying if you didn't meet Jen, you would have been a bachelor for life. Yes. You would have been a player for the Himalayas. Absolutely. So all we could do is get hypothetical. But as the saying goes, knowing what you know now yes. and knowing where we are now, mm-hmm. picture a life where you're still out in these streets, mm-hmm. right? But you and Jen are still cool. You're at least checking for her on social media cool. Yeah. Maybe you're not hitting each other up back and forth, but you're still keeping track on all her moves. Yeah. I mean, so let's be real. If she wasn't with you, she'd be with somebody else. Of course. Someone would have snatched, and then you, snatched her up. Absolutely. Right. And then you'd be in these streets, but then you'd be watching her moves. Yes. How do you think you'd feel? Like, how do you think your life would be if Jen was happy with somebody else, but you was out in these streets? Oh, I would, like, I already know. I already told her this. Like, I would definitely be, like, uh, that weird, creepy guy. And Jen has a couple of these. Like, that weird, creepy, like, ex or friend that liked you and will always kind of randomly hit you up asking about how your marriage is doing. Like, hey, how's everything going? everything good and they try to phrase it in a way where they like genuinely just want to know that your marriage is going okay but they're secretly hoping that you'll be like oh this dude is messing up and he's like you know he's treating me bad and you'd be like oh no let's meet for drinks and talk about it like i would definitely be that dude i would be that dude trying to steal her from whoever her husband was and and plotting and making my whole life plotting about trying to get her. I'd be enjoying myself, don't get me wrong. I would be out in these streets and I would be like making the, the best of my time being single, but the entire time I would be plotting how am I going to get Jen? Because I knew that she she would be the one for me. Like, I feel like everyone, like, well, not everyone, but I feel like a lot of people, they have that one that kind of got away 
And even though they move on with their life and they'll date other people, they still, in the back of their mind, they'll still stay in contact with that person, just hoping that one day they'll become available so maybe they could try again. What if you got invited to the wedding and then they said, speak now, forever hold your peace? You would just sat there? Oh, nah, I'd probably speak. I, I would have ruined her wedding. Oh, you would have been Dwayne Wade. Y yep, yep, I would have. Oh. I, I would have definitely ruined her wedding. Like, I, and, I, and, I think she, and I think she would know that and I would not get invited. Like, I think that if we just remained friends, she would, I would not have gotten an invitation. She would have been like, and she would have, because she's very nice. So she would have done it in a way like, oh, you know, Julian, like it was a very small, intimate wedding. And I just had like, you know, my closest friends and family. I would love to have you there. And then I would have seen the pictures and it would have had like 300 people there. But still, like, I think mm -hmm. that she would have phrased it to like not make me feel bad. Because if I think she knows if she got married to someone else and I was invited, I would have absolutely stood up. And I would either I would have, first of all, I would have uh, objected. But if they managed to like make sure that I didn't object, like if they skipped that part of the ceremony, I would been that weird guy like and I, I, i'm sure you've seen this you know like on uh the wedding videos like for weddings i'll have a wedding video and i've watched wedding videos where there's always that one guy there who is like uh, oh i'm so happy for you i hope that you guys have a great life together and it's very obvious that he's like in love with the bride and it's like i would have been that like bitter <laughs> like half drunk guy like oh yeah she's a beautiful woman like i wish i wish you know but good for you man good for you that would have been me. I would have been the, the drunk idiot on the wedding video uh, professing my love to her. Uh, and then they would have had to like edit me out of the video. So no matter the scenario, whether y'all met in high school or not, whether she friend zoned you or not, no matter the scenario, whether you were really, really doing your thing in these streets, yeah. planting a flag, slating your name, all that stuff, yeah. all roads would still lead back to Jen. Hypothetically, metaphorically, spiritually. Yeah. Ab every, it's all Absolutely. I, like, I already know that because it's just like, and, and I know that it sounds cheesy and I trust me, I get it because I, a lot of people like they go, oh, you, you think that. But if you were with her, you'd meet somebody else. And no, because I, I know how I am as a person and I know how I was before Jen and even after Jen. Like, I don't like people like I don't like people annoy me. Like the littlest, stupidest things annoy me. Like the, one of my favorite shows ever is Seinfeld because whereas everybody thinks the Seinfeld characters are horrible people, I relate to them. They hate every small little thing, like the way that someone chews, if, if someone has man hands, like all those little things like uh, annoy me. So I know that if I was out on these streets dating and there was like like a girl who had like, if she laughed and had like a little snort at the end of it, where some people would find it cute, I'd go, nope. Check, please. I'm out of here. Little things. But for some reason with Jen, any weird thing that she does, I love. And I think that it's cute. But with anybody else, I'm just like, that's weird. You're weird. I'm done here. We can still be friends, but that's not going to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, that's real love. <laughs> it is, man. Like, I, I'm telling you, yeah. she, she stole my, like, she got a vice grip on my heart. And I'm not, I'm not lying when I say that. It's, uh, it's not, I'm not just being cheesy. I'm not just trying to win uh, brownie points with her. Because do believe, like, I, I'll say all this and then Jen will still curse me out. So this will not earn me any brownie points. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying this because this is true. She will still get on my ass if I forgot to wash the dishes when I said I would, or if I said I was going to like do something for Julie and I forgot. Like she will absolutely still whip into me despite the 
this uh, this loving profession that I'm giving to her uh, over this podcast. But I, I love her because she's she's my best friend. She's legit my best friend. And I, I've ranted about this before because I hate when married couples say, oh, you're my best friend. And they're really not. No, she's legitimately been my best friend since I was 15 years old. And that's why I know that it had to be her and it would not be anybody else. Right. So in other words, that's the goal. Yes. And if you find that, wife it up. Yes. So wifing up isn't the goal. Finding that connection is the goal. Exactly. And then you just make it official by wifing it exactly. up. Exactly. Got you. Okay. I mean, that's an interesting take on it. And, yo, just to be clear, man, if she still loves you after 2020, <laughs> when we have no escape yes. from nothing, then, yeah, it's don't worry. Don't worry. You're good. Yes. I think you're good. Yes. Yeah. I think DraftKings, BetMGM, they all say you're good. <laughs> Vegas, Vegas odds, you're, you're good, bro. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Write it out, brother. Write it out. <laughs> yeah. I had to ask you that one question because I've been to multiple weddings now where I was the most recent dude before the dude she's married. Oh, wow. See? And some and some of them, the dudes know mm -hmm. and some of them, they don't. Yeah. And none of that is my business. Yeah. But it's tricky. Yeah. How is that? It's how is it to go to the wedding of your ex? But here's the thing. For any of those weddings, did you still have any feelings for any of them? Or was it all Not like, uh, we're just friends now and I don't look at you like that anymore? I mean, it's I can't speak for them, mm -hmm. but uh, I guess I have to go in now. All right, <laughs> folks. All right. Is marriage really the goal? For some, yes. And for some, no. And I'm going to speak from a personal place and I'm going to have anecdotal evidence for all of this because I've been both. Yeah. So when it comes to the wedding question, it's more, all right, I just got to keep it funky. I just got to keep it real. So I had a life plan, y'all. When I was 10 or 11, spending most of my time in the basement in my crib, playing Nerf basketball, watching cable with a VCR and studying all my mom's medical journals yes. as an OBGYN so I could be ready. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna, it's going to be a late start, but once I get there, I'm going to be ready. Yeah. I'm going to know where to go. No need to color that in more. <laughs> um, so uh, my plan was I have to meet the one by the time I'm 21. Mm -hmm. Because my whole thinking was I know I'm going to at least play basketball in college. That I knew. Yeah. Um, now, whether I want to play pro or not, I don't know. But I knew that I was at least going to play ball in college, which means I was going to go to college, mm -hmm. which means there's going to be women there. Yes. So I was like, okay, simple logic, got to meet her at school. And I believed in the one for real. Like I had a crush on one girl per grade. <laughs> yeah. You know, cause loyalty. What? <laughs> like no other girl would, no other girl would exist the entire school year. My dude. And then eighth grade came in and then puberty and like people started growing mm -hmm. and then we didn't know what was what anymore, but um, I was going to find the one by 21 because I knew I wanted to be married and have my first child by 25. That was my goal Wow! because I thought, and my running joke was, this used to be a knee slapper back in the day, that when I teach my son basketball in the driveway, he's going to beat me when he's 16, not when he's six. That one used to hit. That one used to slap. That one. <laughs> but when you say that joke now, when you old, they're like, uh... <laughs> Yeah, he's going to, I've said this before, now my son could beat me in utero. But, um, well, first of all, the reason why my kid could beat me in utero is not because I'm trash on the court now as much as it's just going to be a super dope utero. Like, like that's, that's going to be the real reason. Like this, the genetics from jump is just going to be, ha ha. You know what I mean? Yes. No cap. No cap. Yeah. I don't even know if I'm using that right, but no cap. Yes. Um, 
just want to clear that up. So yeah, because I knew I was going to be rich by 30. Didn't know how. Didn't know how. You didn't hear anything about career in my plan, right? Exactly. Because yeah, because I knew I was going to be rich by 30. And I was going to retire by 40. That was the plan. Yes. That was the goal. Mm -hmm. So then I played ball in college. And I was I was living it up as the cool kid for first time in my life. The big handsome. Yeah. Was born and bred. Yes. And I get it. I had swag. Like I was leaping top bunk beds in a single bound. Like I had a meal plan. I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. You know what I mean? That's hard to resist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Of course. I mean, my screensavers was on point, but um, and then it was the final semester. And then um, I was like, oh man, I'm running out of time. Not to say that I got into my first relationship all because of the, the life plan. Mm -hmm. But in hindsight, I can't say that that didn't factor in. Yeah. And the relationship was terrible. Mm -hmm. And when we got out of that, the only form of female acceptance that I knew was being a ball player on a campus, mm -hmm. which was, in other words, not very deep. Yeah. So, so a lot of these weddings that I went to, to bring it back, we were friends because they saw something deeper than the big handsome. Yeah. So literally I, I became friends through pillow talk. Yeah. Like after post game. Yeah. Friendship was post game. And of course, AOL is the messenger. Get at me. You had to be there. <laughs> but um, it shaped me to where we're at now with is marriage the goal? Because I think for some, the answer is yes, as I was. And these are three reasons that I think cover most, if not all of it. One, just culture and tradition. Yeah. Quarantine, got a lot of time to watch streaming, Hulu, all that. Netflix, have you watched Indian Matchmaking? No, I've, I've heard of it, though. I want to check it out. Yo, that's what they do. Like, we talk about connection versus checklist all the time. Yeah. They don't give a damn about connection because <laughs> no. they're already connected by being Indian and going through a matchmaker, just yeah. like their parents did, just like their parents did, just like their parents did. Mm -hmm. It's what they do. It's what yeah. they know. Yeah. And they literally hire people to do that for you. Yeah. Now, that's not to say that you can't find a good connection through that process, but that's not their priority. Mm -hmm. Doug, I went to my first Catholic wedding a while ago and I knew nobody there. Like the person who invited me, I met her at the wedding. I never met her before. Oh, wow. I was. Yeah, yo, that's that was a whole crazy thing. And that long ceremony was a mess. So it was like three hours. Yes. But. But that's not the issue. Like, I'm, I'm trying to find out about this family and their love story. And basically, all I heard was, okay, we're both Catholic. Both our, our families are Catholic. They got married young. We're young. Let's get married. They had nothing else seemingly in common or, like, something like that jumped off more than that. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. Like, you know, that's just, that's just how some people get down. Which leads to my second reason why I think for some the answer is yes, marriage is really the goal. Because some, they just want to break generational family personal cycles mm -hmm. you know they want that stability traditional life that maybe they didn't have yeah i remember i was talking to i was talking to this girl one time and she put up an ig story it was mostly directed at black men but it says something like i wish more black men would not look at marriage as as a trap or a place for romance to inevitably die mm -hmm. and instead look at it as an opportunity and all her reasons for being an opportunity were all were all financial. Hmm. Combine two incomes, and then you could do this da da da. And I'm like, okay, th those are valid, but I'm again, you and I are, are connection versus checklist, right? Yeah. So I'm like, all that is checklist. I'm not seeing nothing connective there. Exactly. 
So, you know, so I hit her up because I want to I want to pick her brain more about it. And she was, you know, in her 20s uh, model studying uh, for her MBA, she said. Mm-hmm. And um, this conversation was really it really stuck out to me because, first of all, she said being a very attractive woman is tough because people just place their value on you just by looking at you. They don't even care who you are inside, which I, I can't relate to that. So, yeah. But when I brought up my point that there was nothing connective in there, I just straight up asked her, like, so are you saying that you could be with a dude happily where he values you for your looks first and foremost? He doesn't make you laugh. He doesn't make you excited. He doesn't make your toes curl. None of that. But he provides, he protects. Yeah. And you'll be 100% happy being with him. She said, yes. And furthermore, she said, yeah, as long as I'm 65% of the time not repulsed by him, yes. Hmm. Like she put a percentage on it. And the thing was... She meant it. Yeah. That was that was her truth. Yeah. So that told me, yes, for some, that's the goal. And, yeah. you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And my third reason why I think for some it's yes, let's just get really real. Like my third ones, I think, are the most realist ones. My third reasons. Yeah. Some people just ain't built for the single life. Some people just need to not be in these streets, period. That's true. That's also they can't, true. They can't navigate it. They can't handle it. These streets is watching and they rough. <laughs> yes. Exactly. It's it's just it's just not for everybody. It's yeah. it's a lot of it's a lot of bullshit. It's a lot of bullshit you got to navigate through, and it's a lot of uh, like self reflection. A lot of it's a lot of unanswered questions. Yeah. And some people can't live like that, and I, that I completely understand. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I feel like you hit the the nail on the head right there because I feel like a lot of people like look at marriage um, based off of just not wanting to be alone. And it's just like some right. people don't know how to just be with themselves. They, it's like that's that to them is like a fate worse than, worse than death, like the, just having to be by themselves. And because there's some people who are like are just social, who just want the companionship of other people, want to share something with everyone, with, with, uh, with someone else. They don't want to be by themselves. Like like me, if if I didn't have Jen, I would be 100 percent fine being by myself. Because I have always been that kid. I was an only child from my mom. Like, I had half-brothers, but that was from my dad's first marriage. So I, I never lived with them because they lived in a separate household. So I was an only child growing up with my mom, and I loved it. Like, all the time, people would be like, oh, Julie, you don't want a brother or sister? Hell no. And then I have to share my toys, and I have to split the TV time? No. No thanks. I'm perfectly fine being an only child. And that's how I felt I would be as an adult. Like, perfectly fine being on my own but some people that eats them up just like it just having to be in a space by themselves for an elongated period of time drives them insane so i feel a lot of people get married because they just can't deal with that level of loneliness they can't deal with just being by themselves um so i i get that like like you said i i totally get it and i think that's a a big reason uh that people get married and like you said uh with with your friend that like you know where she had the 65 percent and whatever i feel a lot of people they get married based off of what marriage can do for them in terms of uh, finances and status and things of that nature, Mm -hmm. rather than how it makes them feel internally. Like I would never marry uh, someone just based off of finances or based solely off of looks or based because all that stuff can come and go. Like looks can fade. Money can disappear. Like you could be rich one day, make a bad investment and now you're done. Like I, when I married Jen, I was, it's because of the connection that we had, because there's no one else in the world I'd rather be around than her. So that's the type of connection I feel like, and that, but that's, to me, 
that's my own personal opinion. I, I, and I think that you and I share that common thought about there has to be some type of connection. You have to like enjoy being with the person you're with on a personality level, on a, a friendship level. Otherwise, it's like it's it's what is this really like? It, it, I, I don't feel like that's really a marriage. But to some, that's what marriage is all about. Marriage is just like like and I think especially like what you mentioned like the Indian matchmaking show and I've seen others like that like people legitimately will just get married because this is going our combined incomes and your family plus my family and everything look, think about how much that could, we can do together think about how much our kids are going to reap off of this they, they're thinking about generational wealth they're thinking about like things of, of that nature whereas me I'm just thinking about like who's going to make me feel good like who's going to make me feel, feel happy with my life who, who am I going to wake up to in the morning and smile and be like yes I made the right choice that's what runs through my head but for some people they like and, and I've seen it I've seen marriages where they literally are never around each other they don't hang out they like the only time they go anywhere is if it's for an event like if it's for if it's for a wedding if it's for um like you know someone's birthday that's the only time but if it's just in the house they're in two separate parts of the house they don't even talk to each other and it's like but for some people that's the perfect marriage don't talk to me just let like talk to me when the paycheck comes or when i want to go out to eat or when we want to go to an event and that's it i don't want to know about your day i don't want to know about your feelings like you know what this is i was all right i once dated this woman she wasn't with her husband but she would never say she was divorced mm. And I, I didn't really understand that. Not only that, she was very open with me that, that she also had a thing going on with an NFL wide receiver from another state oh, at the wow. same time. So, but she would just run down her husband all the time. And I'm like, then why? I don't understand. Like, if you have something popping off with this wide receiver, and at, at least it was a wide receiver, I think. <laughs> and, but you're sure you don't want to be with your husband anymore. What's wrong with the divorce? Like, I don't get it. So I remember, I remember she brought me back to her apartment where course he no longer lives there because he bought a house somewhere else yeah but she still had this luxury apartment all the way on the west side overlooking the water mm. like a penthouse yeah and then it's dog as soon as i walked in i was like wow i get it <laughs> i get it because <laughs> if you get a divorce you lose this yes dog her apartment was so dope one of my friends i was showing him pictures of her because that's what dudes do they ask for pictures of course. but then he was like yo she's bad but yo what club is that i'm like yo that's her living room my dude it's like nah <laughs> yo i gotta check that out some so we were driving on the way to the club and we parked just so we could visit her yes just so he could check out the apartment <laughs> Yeah, see, um, and and I wouldn't, I wouldn't, and that's why I say I don't like I, I, I can't fault people for their reasonings to to get married. Like uh, personally, it for me, it had to be a connection because I, I like. But the thing is that I'm not like super into. I'm say I'm I'm not into money. Of course, we all need money. I want to like you know have a good career and a good life to provide for my daughter, and I want to live a good life. But it's not the the at the forefront for me. But for a lot of people, it is. And for a lot of people, they get married because they want that big house. They want that type of penthouse that looks like a club and, and all that. And if they could get that, that is their path to happiness. And it's like when I talk to some of my friends sometimes, like I'll literally be talking to some of my friends like uh, about a relationship. Like I was recently talking to one, to one and she uh, has a boyfriend, but she's like, you know, um, but she's been talking to this other guy because she thinks things are kind of winding down with the boyfriend or whatever. And then when I asked her, well, what is it? Like, you know, whatever. And she just told me straight up. She was like, the boyfriend is lazy. Like he has all the potential in the world to be great, 
but he doesn't want to. He just would rather just chill all day, not fulfill his potential. He's kind of perfectly fine being mediocre. Whereas this other guy she's talking to is like he like owns a business. He's looking to expand to another business. He's like you know doing really well for himself. He already has like a house and he has like uh, an investment property. So that's what's attractive to her. The uh, the 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 get the get out and go the the drive to be successful the, the like the the money that he's bringing in to her that's what's attractive to her so the other guy and she told me she said the guy, the boyfriend she's with now she said he's funnier he's nicer he's just like he he's like just all around a better guy but the other guy because she feels like he'll be more financially stable and he'll be the type that will provide her with the type of life she wants that's who she might ultimately go with and leave her boyfriend for. So it's like, and it's like, I can't really judge her on it because it's just that she knows what's important to her. Dog, I've, dog, I've seen women literally get excited, like literally get physically excited <laughs> at the sight of money. Yes. <laughs> like the fact that they know that they're going to get paid. Yep. They get weak in the knees. Yeah. Like you actually touched them. Yes. Rubbed you the right way. Like it, they actually did that. But yeah, just from cash. I do. Yeah. Yes. Just from, it's, it's real. And like that, you can't fake. No. You know what I mean? No. If I was out in these streets. Well, dog, I, I hate to break it to you, but you would, I mean, you could tell Jen this if you want. You would do pretty well because I'm going to break it down for you right now. I know you're going to love this. So first, and let's, these aren't just any streets. These yes, are COVID this is streets. This a whole new, yeah. So let me throw that on there. So like if people were, if people were swiping before, swiping is at an all time high now because yes. you can't do nothing else. You can't meet no other way. So yo, answer me this question first. In 2020, Right. What is a moderate in a time where yeah. everything is political? Mm -hmm. Every single thing is political. Every because. single damn thing. Yeah. And we know it. Can you please tell me what message you putting out there when you say you're a moderate or apolitical? Now, I understood what that meant yeah. before 2020. But what does it's, that mean? It now? means that you are trying to be deeper than you really are, because there's there's no way to be Dude. moderate now. Before, like, because I used to always claim to be a moderate because I always felt like I was in the middle because there were sometimes I would agree with certain uh, Democrats and I would agree with certain Republicans. But in this world that we live in now, where the Democrats and the Republican side is so far apart, it's not even anywhere close to each other, there's no way to be moderate. You have to pick a side because it's literally, it, there's, they, there's no common interest there at all. So it's like, you got to pick a side. It permeates everything. So I, I don't, it used to be don't talk about politics early on. That used to be yeah. one of the golden rules. Now you yes, can't avoid exactly. it. It's like it's, politics is now coming to your ethics, who you are as a person. It, it, it's not like, uh, oh, are you a Democrat or a Republican? Oh, you're, oh, you're a Republican. You, uh, you, uh, um, like you, you want to be rich and you want to tax the poor people and you want to, you know, whatever. Oh, okay. You're, you're a capitalist. Oh, you're a Democrat. You're a bleeding heart. You, you care about, you know, people on welfare. So that it was just based off. Now it's like, um, uh, uh, Hey, uh, do, do you think it's okay for, for, for white supremacist groups to, to be active and not to be punished? Do you think it's okay for, for black people that to, to get killed uh, unarmed with no repercussions? It's, it's just that's the size that you're taking now it's, it's too extreme now yo and all right, I, can, I can button this up with this this is why you would do well in these streets mm -hmm. right and it really makes you think damn like all that all that rejection and and, and rejection and reflection oh let's trademark <laughs> that all that rejection and reflection that we had to grow yeah. up with and being late mm -hmm. bloomers and all that what they should have told us none of that matters to any of these women 
abs don't matter, status don't matter. All these things that we thought mattered means nothing when you're a grown-ass man if you're above six feet tall. That's it. That's it. Son, like, yo, like, you know how many girls, like, you know how many girls talk about, oh, I love charming. I love quirky. I love dad bods. Since when? Since when? That goes against everything they taught us and everything that girls told us back in the day. Everything. And I've heard it all. Yo, why do you get a perm? Yo, you'd be cute if you had chapstick. Do you not know what a lineup is? Like, yo, I like all yeah. these things. Why does your sweatpants suit match? I was wrong for matching, my dude. Like, like, yo, like, okay, one of one of my cousins married into the family, right? Like, mar- uh, yeah. uh, married my blood cousin, right? And this dude is like, he keeps up with the Joneses. You know, brother, uh, part of a black fraternity, went to uh, Ivy League mm-hmm. for business school, has houses in the Hamptons, Westchester, uh, Martha's Vineyard, all that stuff, yeah. right? Like, he's about that life, right? So, you know, he's telling me about, like, all these girls that yeah. he didn't get, right? And, like, how it was just so hard for him. I'm like, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. Like, because, you know, I didn't do no Ivy League. You know, like, I wasn't in shape. You know, I wasn't considered cool or, like, wasn't even on people's yeah. radar. Like, I was considered weird, quirky. I mm-hmm. had braces. My parents from a different country, so from a different culture. So people didn't know what to do with me. I wasn't going to invite to parties, all that stuff. And he's like, yeah, but you're tall. <laughs> Like, he let me go on that 11-minute and 12-second rant. Like, looked at his watch, and he's like, yeah, yeah, but you're tall. That was it. That was it. So Ivy League had money, had a future, all that stuff. And he's saying, nah, like, none of that mattered because I was yeah, under 5'10". It's, uh, it's, That's uh, it. Like, uh, I... So, yeah, you, yeah you, you would do well just by putting that in your profile that, you are, I mean, that you're 6'2". You, you do That's make it. a good point, and I'll tell you why you make a good point. Because uh, I was for a long time in my life uh, short. Like I was, I was the shortest kid. Like in my grammar school, I was the shortest kid in my junior high. When I went to high school, I was one of the shortest kids. And then when I was like a sophomore in high school, like over that summer, I had like this huge growth spurt. I went from being five three to five ten, and then I grew another two inches, and I became uh, six feet uh, before the end of the summer. So literally, at the end of my sophomore year. There were girls that I was talking to that were like, oh, Julian, you're, you know, you're so funny and you're so cute, but you know, you're just my friend. I don't look at you like that. Like we're, we're just friends. And I was just like, okay, mm-hmm. I, I've been friend zoned. I got it. And I was like, man, I don't get it. Like they, they laugh at my jokes. They, you know, we, we have a good time, but they're just not feeling me. I went away for the summer, came back, went through my growth spurt. These same girls now all of a sudden, very interested in me. Oh, when are we going out, Julie? You know, and I was like, oh, I thought, no, 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 no. You know, I was just messing with you. When are we going on a date? And I was like, oh, okay, I see what happened. Now that, like, you know, you don't have to look down at me and you go, like, you know, wear your heels around me. Like, now it's, it's a different story. And also, like, I, I, I believe what you're saying because even now when I'm in, the, in these, I'm not in these streets, I'm happily married. But like I will have uh, I will meet people like through work or whatever. And one of the first things they comment on is, oh, wow, you're tall. And it's like and they say it with like a glimmer in their eye. And then they see the ring and they go, oh, oh, you're married. Oh, oh, good for you. And it's like and then you see it like the process in their head go, damn, like I could I could have snatched this tall one for myself. But he's taken all the tall ones are taken. So, uh, yeah, I think you might have, you might be onto something. Women do really love tall guys. It is what it is. Like when I was in high school, I was all league first team. Uh, my last two years, I was team MVP. I was winning tournaments, all that stuff. But I was still growing. Yeah. 
girls weren't checking for me. I go to college. Our team is hot rubbish. <laughs> and we're pulling all the girls. Yes. Why? The soccer team went to the NCAA championship game. Yep. And they still couldn't touch us on the girl tip because we was tall. That was it. Yep. That was really it. Yep. Like, yo, like there's no other way to put it. And, and just to really button this up, if you think I'm playing, again, we don't try to speak for women at all. If something is true, it's true. Like it's real, it's real. It, it is what yeah. it is. Dog. So my basketball team, right? I told you most of my mm -hmm. team is young, right? There are a few guys on my team that are 26 yeah. and under. They played against dudes who are in the yeah. league now. They played against dudes who are in yeah. the NBA now, right? So these couple cats on the team, right? Um, they were trying to put me on this mm -hmm. new dating app, right? That I'd heard of before, but I've done and been privy to all the apps. I've even done websites that nobody knows about. Like I've, I've, I've checked them all out. I've done my research, yes. right? If I ever get married, I will be good. I know that I did everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I left no stone unturned, whatever that means. <laughs> it's one of those things where I know when to use it, but I don't really know what yes. it means. Yeah. No cat. So, um, yeah, what's a zaddy? All right, that, that's, a whole, that's a whole other issue. But um, so they both whip out their phones and they show me the app, right? They show me how the app works. And then they're showing me the conversations and they're showing me their matches. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm older than all y'all by a lot. Why do all y'all matches look familiar? And then I whip out my phone and then I go through other apps. And I'm like, yo, we've all been dating the same woman. <laughs> And we're on different apps. Keep in mind, we have nothing to comment except we all black and we're all yep. six one and up. We are all different dudes. These dudes is young. You know, one dude is a dancer and I met him. He was doing a full split. <laughs> and he all tatted up. The other dude, he's like six four, two natural, like 230, 235, all yeah. muscle. And he's so nice. He still says the word intercourse. <laughs> And he's really into gaming and like as a programmer, all that stuff. So like we've three yeah. very different brothers. So I, I really can't see how you could be attracted yeah. to all three That's of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's all it is. Like, yeah, they really single us and categorize us out like that. Like it's real. That's all the yeah. proof you need. It's, 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 it's like, true, man. Yeah. Like, yo, yeah. I dated her Cinco de Mayo. Yo. Oh, yo. Earth Day. Yeah. Like, yo. Yeah. She, yeah. She didn't text me back that day. Yeah. Oh, Earth Day. Yeah. We went to the move. Oh, snap. But yeah, dudes bond over that yes. kind of thing, which is weird. Yeah. So like, yes. there was no beef. <laughs> it was just like a funny, like realization. And then we had to hear like, yeah, the butt buddy talk for a while. Yeah. Team camaraderie, you know what I'm saying? Chemistry. Chemistry yeah. checklist. But yeah, but like that's how real it is. So yeah, you would have done quite well in these streets, my friend, because yes. you are 6'2". So I, I guess like uh, because of my height, I, I might have gotten uh, quite a few dates. But I think that once they like got to know me as a person, they'd have been like, you know what? Your height got you in the door, but I'm going to kick your ass out because you're just a little bit too annoying <laughs> and a little bit too opinionated and just like a little bit too nerdy for my taste. So I'm going to just let you go. So I think the, the height would get me in the door, but I don't think it would allow me to stay. Uh, but yeah, definitely what you said about the height is true because uh, like where I work right now, I work with a lot of women and we work uh, with, with the public because I, I work in a bank and there will be men that come in and this is like pre-corona because now everyone has to come in looking like Sub-Zero or Scorpion from Mortal Kombat uh, because everyone got to wear their mask. <laughs> but before then, there would be uh, brothers coming in and these would be attractive brothers and the women would pay them no mind and because they were short. They were good looking dudes, but they were short and they would just come in. They would help them with whatever the hell they need to be like, okay, have a good day. Bye. And then they would leave. Let a dude that's like 6'4 come in that brand. You can collectively see all the women I work with lose their minds. Like, it's just like, oh my God, did you see that tall brother? Oh my God. 
it's like it's a point of conversation for the rest of the day because and it's like women it's just true women love tall men so i i think you are onto something so i apologize to all my short brothers out there like but but hey mm-hmm. because you're short you have to work overtime with your personality and your career and you're probably very successful more successful than i'll ever be just because you've had to work so hard so maybe the the lack of height was a blessing to you because uh you had to work a little bit harder in order to impress women yeah but they ain't got your yeah, caramel goddess true. they don't got jen and that that's the thing they might have these, these other women out there and these women are great but they ain't Jen. That, that so I'm 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 happy with where I'm at. And and don't be fooled. It's definitely the height that uh like got got Jen also because a running joke between us is that when Jen and I first started dating, like she never would compliment me on anything besides my, my looks and my height. So it was like with her, I would always go, oh my God, you're so funny. You're so smart. You're so beautiful. Like I've, I've never met a woman like you. You're just like the best, like whatever. And she'd be like, you're so tall and cute. My God. She's like, look at you. You look like you could kill me with, your, with one of your arms. I love it. And then she was like, she just loved how tall and big I was. And now, so anytime like she writes to me a birthday card, because I don't, I'd always be like, you only love me for my height and, and for my looks. So now she goes, I, like, I love you, and you're so handsome. And she's like, and you're funny, and you're thoughtful. And she, and she like, will write, like, this whole thing, just being sarcastic. <laughs> because she's just like, yeah, yeah, all those other things are all right. But you know what this is. You know why I married you, Polly. I married you for your height and for your looks. She hit you with the footnotes. She hit you like, the, like that was yeah, the legal. That was like she she makes sure it's like it's in little yeah. tiny font. Like she'll be like, oh yeah, like I I love you. You're so tall and so handsome and tiny font and smart and uh and thoughtful and like you know and funny like and oh thanks thanks for mentioning that that I'm not just a piece of meat to you. Dog, just keep holding this over her head. I mean, no pun intended. <laughs> but yeah, don't yeah, just keep holding your height over her head, dog. Yeah. Like, yo, when your daughter wins WNBA MVP, yeah. just wink and be like, yeah, I'm, I did that. I'm saying, I mean, she is. I, I did it. That my yeah. daughter is kind of tall. That other dude you was thinking about, this wasn't gonna happen. Yeah. But can I also Tell can me, I man. also say, and this is how I know that my wife uh, really just married me for my height, that I am her, her the shortest <laughs> of her uh, longtime boyfriends. Like she dated a guy that was six six. She dated one that was six four. She did like all her guys that she dated were like obscenely tall. And then she like settled for me at six two, which to, I'm like shorty to her, but it's still like tall enough to like pass the litmus test. And you also have to see her reaction anytime that there's like an attractive man on the TV. And like one of the first things she does is like look up how tall they are, and she goes, "Oh, he's cute." Go to goes to Google five seven. Ugh. No, he can be for somebody else. Mind you, she's already like marrying this TV man in her head. Forget her husband who's standing right next to her. This cute TV man. But once she finds out that their height is below six feet, then she's like, oh, the streets can have him. I'll, I'll stay with you for now, babe. <laughs> yo, yo, you remind me of the end of Get Out when homegirl is sipping milk through a straw and goes on that <laughs> Bing search. Yes. Yo. <laughs> That's the vibe you just gave right there. All of her M&Ms. Yes. Like that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but remember when she was Bing searching, though? Not even Google. Bing? <laughs> like, you got to be, like, an extra psycho to be using Bing. Yeah, yo. Like, she was just searching for tall yeah. basketball-playing brothers. Like, yes, yeah, that's exactly. all she was doing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a real thing. Ask, 
Ask Kendall <laughs> yes. Jenner. Yes, exactly. It's uh, they. Yeah, she loves the ball players. It's like uh, the women love height. What, what can what can we say? So at the end of the day, is marriage essential? I guess just like I'll just say my closing thoughts. I just feel overall it is not. It is not something that's required, especially in this day and age when you have uh, so many women who are like, you know, independent and just like and also just a lot of men who just don't want it. They're just happy, you know, just being being free. A lot of people are just happy being free now. I think that that's that's uh, another thing. There's just so much freedom. There's so much options. And like uh, before Corona hit and then once uh, Corona is done, there's just so much to do now. There's so many places to go. It's ridiculous. It's like it, there's and so I think a lot of people are just like, I don't want to be tied down to anyone. I want to I want to travel. I want to like, you know, be able to go where I want, do what I want with whoever I want. So they don't they don't want to have be tied down in the way that back in the day marriage was the goal. Like anything you watch back in the day, any reference, like it was basically like back in the day, if you were like uh, about to be 30 and not married, they they treated you like you were a failure, like you failed at life because you weren't married yet. But that that perception has shifted and I think now people are realizing that you can still like have a, a fulfilling and great life without being married. Marriage is not the end all be all. Like it's it's great. I as a married man can attest to it that I love being married. I love my wife. Like I look forward to seeing her every day. I literally like run home when I get out of work because I just want to be with her. But that's because like she's literally like my best friend and someone that I just want to be with. But some people don't marry for that. Some people are going to marry for convenience. Some people are going to marry for whatever their case may be. And that's good for them. Like whatever is the reason that you get married, that's fine. And if you don't want to get married, don't let anyone ever shame you into that. Like you just might be comfortable with where you are in life and that's good. So that that's my, uh, my opinion from a married man. You don't need to get married. It's, it's, it's great. But if it's not for you, that's fine. Yeah, like, okay, I, and we've talked about polyamory, yeah. so we know all that stuff, and open yeah. relationships, you know, all that stuff. Man, I'm still nowhere near getting married, so I have nothing to add that would be that would be more thought-provoking than anything you could say. I don't think I'm as credible on the topic. All I know is that if you meet somebody who truly you feel like he or she makes you better, yeah, then why not, yeah, do whatever feels natural, right? What She could be wifey, or she could just stay yes. shorty, doing wifey yes. things. <laughs> <laughs> whatever works for you as long as you live your best life we salute exactly. and we applaud you i i agree 100 percent, man i'm just gonna uh, sign us out and stay tuned for part two oh, yeah so uh for uh, gk this is julian jamaican alpha out. out thank you for listening to the julian and gk podcast and it's the julian and gk podcast